Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Girl on Fire. As you know, I go to a lot of events, summits, workshops, etc. And thanks to COVID, we've been converting a lot of that to digital, right? To online. So I was actually fortunate enough to go to a three-day seminar. I just started yesterday where Jack Canfield spoke. We had a bunch of other speakers and the, the host did a wonderful job. Nick Unsworth, Brian Delaney, Uh, did a great job considering the position we were all in and having that engagement. And I always want to bring you guys some gems and really just sitting there, listening to all of it, breaking out in breakout rooms, you know, networking, meeting people. It kind of brought back to one of my core concepts. And you guys know I'm all about mindset. And besides that, sort of the subconscious, the psychology of it all, And really what it breaks down to is the stories that you tell yourself, right? And someone had mentioned that you are the results of the conversations that you, not only that you have with others, but that you have with yourself. And I thought that was very true. It's a very solid statement. We have conscious things we tell ourselves. We have semi-conscious things that we might utter, right? And we talked about this in the last time that I was, uh, on the show, you know, just talk for myself about mindset and reframing when you find those things, right? And then there are subconscious things that you think are true about yourself or about what you can do, achieve, accomplish. And it really came up for me because I'm hosting a two-day virtual summit for real estate investors. And I know because I've worked with so many of them, I've worked with over 300 real estate investors and business owners that I know things come up, right? There are certain blocks that we all face, especially when we're trying to do something new. And I just thought it was interesting. And I love to bring sort of the things that come out of my summits, my meetings, my masterminds, whether I'm hosting them, attending them, you know, whatever's going on there. And It was kind of cute. So Jack Canfield was on and he was saying something that I remember saying something to the effect of dig your well before you're thirsty. And um, I thought that was great advice that could be taken in so many ways, but I mean, just think of it, right? You really want to, and it's one of the core concepts I, I really drill home in my business clients is really laying out that map, taking action and doing the thing well before you're desperate for it. And I think these times, especially, you know, I'm so tired of hearing about COVID and da 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 just hearing about it, right? It's, it's not that I am sick of the information or, or, or that I don't feel it's any, you know, more or less impactful. It's just after you kind of hear it from all angles for months at a time, you're kind of over it. And right now I think everybody should be focusing on the rebound, but I think it was a great period in time for us to learn the lesson again, especially in business, right? Dig the well before you're thirsty. And I think our very first podcast uh, episode with Mia talking about her strategies on 
you know, when you have disruptions in business and how you need to have that crisis planning in place, um, it all kind of comes full circle. And right now, I think everybody should be focused on the rebound. If you spent your time properly during COVID, you're absolutely set to hit the rebound, right? And that involves a lot of marketing. You know, everyone, don't forget you are a salesperson. You're either selling yourself for a job, right? Trying to you know, promote the best things about you and why you're qualified, or you're selling the job itself, right? The products, the services, whatever it is. For everybody who has a side hustle, yes, you are a salesman, a salesperson. You know, you are, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. But how do we get to sales? Sales could be, you know, to sell could be a four letter word for some people. And you have to dive into that mindset. You have to understand what that's about. I mean, immediately, if you're thinking telemarketing, like phone calls, you know, cold calling is the number one way to reach a client and get them live and get a yes or a no quite quickly. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, you might look at it because maybe you get so many calls that you just get irritated because every time you try and pick up your phone, it's a cold caller, right? Trying to, quote, sell you something. So you might have a negative viewpoint of cold calling and sales. Just really dig into it. Remember, understanding your definitions. So I thought it was great because, again, we're just always coming back to the mindset, guys. This is why I'm so big on what I define as mindset. So just beyond the regular psychological definition of the things that you hold true for yourself and you know all these underlying thoughts, there's, there's just so much to it that we're not aware of that play out in our everyday. And that's why it's important because we think we know why we don't like yellow. We think we know why. Uh, we don't prefer to go swimming, right? Well, I just don't like wet. Well, actually, that's not true. I mean, it's true that you don't like wet, but it's not just because you don't like it, right? There's a reason underlying the emotion that you don't like your skin to get wet. You don't like your hair to get wet. I know a lot of times if I'm going swimming, I might not want to get wet because I really don't feel like getting my hair wet, right? <laughs> so, um, or maybe it's like makeup or whatever it is, right? But there's always something underpinning the reason you like or dislike something. Something created that, a thought, an emotion, very early on. If you can't pick it up, like you don't have the experience, like, oh, well, this happened and that's why I hate it. You know, it's there somewhere. And it doesn't mean it's good or bad, but it is a choice. You don't have to hate yellow. You know, why do you hate yellow? You know, do you care? Does it make a difference? Are you missing out on things because you hate yellow? I don't know the answer to that. Only you can really answer that. And that's why I always love to to really dig deep. But the real big goal of yesterday's uh, day one was to talk about legacy. And I loved it because people actually had a very varying dif- you know, definition of legacy. Uh, what was a legacy? And most people answered it in a future-looking manner, right? What are you building so that when you die, people say, think, do, remember, feel, right? And really, I love, there was this person that came on. I didn't know of him before yesterday. Amazing speaker, Steve Weatherford. Apparently, he was a Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion and uh, lots of other accolades, of course. And he owns several businesses as well definite serial entrepreneur in a successful manner. But I loved it because he really took legacy as living it. So he defined it in a way that he has to live it now. And for him, it was integrity, honor, 
and accountability. And it was super cute because he was super honest about the fact that he's not very accountable, right? He's the person who's always going to be late. He's the person, but he holds himself accountable and he holds his integrity and his honor because he's the type of person that if he says he's going to do it, well, he's going to do it. And if he accidentally screws up his calendar because he jumps first and says he's going to do it and then checks his calendar, he will make it happen because these are the things that he holds highly. You know, these are his values and he lives them every day. And that for him creates his legacy. And he talks about how he can live it now. And I thought that was really, really uh, impactful because I think that if you work with coaches, if you work with psychologists, if you work with mentors, of course, we're always going to hold you to your highest standard. We hold you, we help to hold you accountable. We help you draw your maps. We help you to see sort of that eagle eye view because sometimes when you're in the mix, you can't see it right? When you're in the eye of the hurricane, well, you can't see what's outside of it, potentially creating it, right? And that's kind of where we come in. And so it was really interesting. I love that because I hadn't heard anybody define their legacy as something that they live right now. Um, I always hear it from people of how they're building it for the future. And so that when they leave this planet, it is there, whether it's like, you know, Jack Canfield and his books, you know, chicken soup for the soul, the secret, all that stuff. Um, that's obviously leaving a legacy as well. And, you know, it was just interesting. It was a great day to connect and kind of drill that down. So I'd love it if you guys could kind of figure that out for yourselves as well. You know, what, what is a legacy for you? How would you define it? How are you going to live yours? What are the words are you going to, that you're going to use? right? For me, it's impactful, definitely accountable. Uh, honor and integrity fall within mine as well. To be helpful, right? Impactful. These are all words that I use as well. I like to say consistent. So for me, it's not just about accountability, but it's my consistency in all things. And the reason I choose that word is because I am inconsistent. Okay. And that's just fact. I have a morning routine. Do I stick to it consistently by the book every day? No. <laughs> you know, like, let's be real. I did a great job at the beginning of COVID and quarantine and all that crazy. And, you know, I'm slacking off. I realized I could actually get up a half an hour later, although I don't know why I do, um, but I do. And then my my meditation TM, I'm, I'm involved in transcendental meditation and they have uh, this, this one Bob Roth do a meditation several times a day. So it's kind of great. He's just live chilling. I don't know where he is. Maybe in California, I think. Um, and he just does live group meditations. And if anybody's been a part of group meditations, it clearly has a different vibration. So it's been amazing. So because that goes off at seven is their first one. Normally I'm meditating at 5.30 in the morning. So I, I kind of switched it up a little bit, right? So, you know, but I, but for me, consistency is not natural coming unless it's in sports. But in business, I will tell you that's been one of the most difficult things for me to do. I can hand it off and force others to be consistent, but for myself, it's that level of consistency. I mean, even in this podcast, I was more consistent before it went live than I am now that it's live in scheduling people. And so it's very interesting. So I'm really trying to hold myself to this level of consistency, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody should kind of talk about and define for themselves, define legacy, just define what legacy is, you know, 
I help people, my legacy is to help people, you know, break through the bullshit, whatever that is for you, subconscious, conscious, you know, actual conceptual blocks, learn to love yourself and create the life of your dreams or business of your dreams, right? When I can take someone who is about to fold, he has three kids, he and his wife aren't getting along. And in less than three months, he makes his first million dollar month or just slightly there under. Um, and he's having a much better relationship. To me, that's my legacy. And he turns around and he remembers the moment in time. He's like, I reached out for help and God gave me Kirsten, right? And like, it worked out perfectly. And same for me, right? It was a time in which I needed to start building business and start really nailing it down. And, you know, it was, I was connected with him as well. There's not a better proof of concept of what I do for businesses than pretty much close to bankrupt to $1 million in less than three months, right? And that takes a lot of moving parts. That takes a person who comes with the fire so I can bring the map and we can all execute together, right? It takes a lot of different things. But definitely wanted to touch on that because I think it's super important to define your legacy, who you are, who you want to be, right? What state of being do you want to live in? Um, And for me, that's joyfulness. I think joy is probably the highest vibration I'm going to find while being on this planet. So I really hope to live in joy. That takes love, laughter, light, sense of being, right? And and that's kind of it. I mean, I really just wanted to, to bring you that. I love bringing you stuff when I'm going through these masterminds. Uh, this one's a three-day virtual mastermind with some really stellar people. So I'm really happy about the lineup here. It is business-related. But remember, guys, when you're talking business, you're also talking parts of yourself. If something's not working out in business, look to yourself first. Uh, if something's not working out in your relationships, look to yourself first. Look to yourself look to your standards and definitions, look to what you believe is ideal and why you believe it is your ideal, and then understand if that's really what you need to keep, right? I had a client who would fight with her husband because her definition of happily married and transparency was to be able to be on each other's bank accounts. Now, he had come out of a divorce. He didn't want her on her bank accounts. He didn't get it. He didn't understand that. When we went through pretty much an hour-long session, it was just a one-time kind of session, a breakthrough session, it was revealed that growing up, she was a product of a single mother back in the time when that was very, very unacceptable. So grandma must have made a lot of comments around her about her situation and who she was being born out of wedlock and who her mother was, for that matter, and not in a positive light. And additionally, because she was a single, sing, of a single parent household, obviously she watched a lot of TV. So her definition was very leave it to Beaver Brady Bunch. And somehow, even though never once on leave it to Beaver or the Brady Bunch, they say they're on joint bank accounts, her little baby mind, her little, you know, adolescent mind put together for some reason okay, that means I have to be on your bank account. We have to have a joint bank account. And now I'll I'll feel like you're transparent. And of course, having that energy, that belief, that desire, and yet having a counter desire to that, which is, you know, it's kind of like a counter current that we have in ourselves sometimes, um, obviously created situations for herself where it's never going to happen. And it created fights. It created separation, actually. Uh, The fighting got so much that they would rather 
not lived together for quite some time. But knowing that there are different ways to approach that conversation, right? She has the ability, if she wants to, to give up that idea. Now that she is aware of where it came from, she can now make a determination of whether or not she wants to keep it. Now, of course, 99% of her is going to be like, yeah, why not? Like, dude, I'm, I'm keeping it. It's, why? Is it so wrong? No, of course it's not wrong. A million married people have joint bank accounts. A million people that aren't even married have joint bank accounts. You know, does that equal true transparency in conversations, love, and life? No. How many married people with joint bank accounts get divorced because somebody cheated? How, you know, it, it's not a real definition. So if you're keeping that definition and it's creating arguments, is it worth it? What do you really want? How can you change it? Right. And so same thing comes back to legacy. You know, it was funny in one of the breakout rooms, somebody was having a really difficult time in defining what their legacy was. And it's because for that person, the word carried so much weight, right? Oh my God, legacy. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be that. Remember, everything is movable, changeable, malleable. In fact, everything changes every second of every day, even the things you think don't. That metal bar, well, that's rusting. It's oxidizing. Maybe at a level you can't see, but it is changing. The sheets, the, the cloth, your skin, your hair, walls, everything that you think isn't changing, even that piece of wood, it is changing in some way, some form, even at the super microscopic level, it is changing. Nothing is staying the same ever. And so it's just really the ability to not put so much weight because that obviously comes from our inference of this definition of what a legacy is, right? He's a living legend. He's a, you know, his legacy has been, it's just always this big thing. Well, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to make it a big thing. This is my legacy. This is what I want to live. This is how I want to live it. And by the way, when you write it, maybe you change it. Maybe this week, that's how you feel. Just write it, try it on. Maybe that's not it. Try on something else. You know, right, right now, this gentleman that was in the group is wanting to go through a transition. He has a full-time job. He's married, has a child, and he's wanting to go through a transition, but he's not sure how or what, right? And that's totally common. And we get to the place where we feel like we can't. When we're younger and we're just out of high school or college, we could try on any job. That's cool. We don't care. What? We'll quit. We'll get another one. Da, 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 right? Things happen. But now all of a sudden we're older and we have this concept of stability and providing for our families and doing certain things that maybe it's not as simple for us to say, hey, I'm just going to quit and try this or, hey, I'm going to do that and do this, right? And it might take a little bit more thought. But the truth is, the reality is, is you could. You could, you could try on something, but at first let's just try on the words, try on the words that we're defining as our quote unquote legacy, right? So yeah, just guys, think about that. Think about what a legacy means to you and how you're defining that and how would you be able to live that every day? You know, at the end of the day, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, how much have you met that state of being? being honest, having integrity in all things for me, being consistent, right? But that is it. I just wanted to pop in and, and talk to you guys about what's going on in my mastermind. Super, super fun. And that's it. We'll see who's on next week. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question 
feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.